Good morning, church. Uh, can I get your attention just for a little bit? I know it's not time for the service yet. Let me wait till the bell stops ringing here. But it was brought to our attention from some of the members in church about a speech that a coach made for the Virginia Tech basketball team about veterans. And this is something we thought that we should share with everyone. So sit back and enjoy. their education. They changed their career. And they gave their life for those chairs. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Not us. Not us. And so when the anthem is played, we're going to stand like grown men and we're going to honor men like this that gave their life so we could have a chair to sit in. And in the two and a half minutes that the song is played and somebody sings it or the music is played, we're gonna stand at attention in honor of these men. And we're not gonna sway back and forth. We're not messing with our short. We're not messing with our jersey. Those two and a half minutes, we're gonna give to the people that earned these chairs. Because that freedom allows us to do what we're doing. I don't care if you sing, but I want you to know the words. And I want you to be respectful of the words. Because those words represent people's lives. And when we stand, we're gonna put our right hand over our heart and our left hand behind our back. And we're not moving. And we're not looking down and we're not swaying. We're standing still with perfect body language. And all that we're thinking about is these men who earned the right for these chairs to be here. Right. 
Good morning again. My name is Mark Saba. I will be your liturgist guide today. Um, I know it's a shock in the weather from a couple of days ago, but I always look at it this way. It's sunny and 70 in my world no matter where I go. So hopefully you can do that same feeling. I have a few announcements. As you know, uh, Melinda, uh, the office secretary, she's going to be having her second child. So we are looking someone to fill her position. So if you know of anyone or if you would like to do that, just please contact the office and uh, we'll give you that information. Also, the mission team is having a meeting on Monday, November 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. in the serendipity room. And uh, today the shoe boxes are actually due, but if you don't have yours ready, and they are gonna be blessed today, if you don't have yours ready, that's okay. Get a hold of Debbie Summers and she can let you know the latest you could drop those off. Also, uh, you know, during the holidays, there's a lot of uh, people who, you know, have lost loved ones. And, um, you know, it's a hard time for them. And, you know, if you know of anyone like that or yourself, we do have a grief share group during the holidays. So if you could let someone know that, that, that is having a hard time during the holidays, just let them know that. And maybe it's something we can do to cheer them up. Also, uh, there is a blood drive coming up, and there's a bunch of places that you can go to, I believe, for the blood drive, and uh, we're trying to beat the team up north. I can't say that word, but anyway, the information is online. And let me see, I think. Oh, yes, also, uh, the poinsettias. If you would like to order a poinsettia, and if you do order it, they usually put them up here on the altar for Christmas time, so it makes it look all beautiful. And the, the order is due by November 27th. Uh, so if you would like to quiet your hearts, uh, we'll be uh, getting ready to start service here and uh, think of God during the pre-week. Pre
One little change in the bulletin I forgot to mention, the blessing of the shoebox is going to be at the end of the service. Please join me in the opening prayer. Jesus of Nazareth, our Messiah and Lord, you are the very image of the Father. Thank you for coming to show us how to live. By your teaching, you make us wise. By your actions, you guide our steps. May these things you did while you were here on this earth be the very things we do today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And thank you. You may be seated. Well, church, as, oh, church, as we gather here today, we're going to do a special uh, honoring of our veterans here in our service. As you know, this week was Veterans Day uh, on the 11th, and so we're going to be honoring those uh, here today that have served. Uh, as we do uh, many years, we're going to be doing something uh, special. Uh, we're going to have our choir sing many of the different uh, hymns that go along with uh, the songs of the different military branches. And what we're going to be doing, of course, is uh, as you hear your military branch uh, played, it's your chance to stand up. We would invite you to come on down. Uh, you're going to stand up here. We'll just kind of line up. Uh, and I do want to greet you as well as uh, give you a Veterans Day pin uh, uh, here today to honor your service. I do just want to say uh, it was very moving this week to hear some of the stories, especially those that went on the honor flights uh, and got to be there. They shared the stories of how many of our veterans uh, you know, came back from wars that they fought in and added to change into civilian clothes because they were being ridiculed and heckled and in all sorts of ways and, and came back to no thing, nobody doing anything for them or even saying thank you for your service. And of course, uh, we had some opportunities as, as a nation to do the right and get that right and to say thank you to our, those that have made it possible for us to be free here today. So we do hope that as uh, your honor here today, we hope that uh, some of those wrongs that were done can be made right. We honor your service. We honor you caring enough for other people's lives and their freedom to give part of your own life and to put yourself in harm's way so we could have the freedom that we so boldly proclaim here today to love the Lord our God publicly and openly. We celebrate that. So let us celebrate here today. Yeah. 
And I just want to check real quick, were there any that have served that were not able to come forward? Would you just simply raise your hand here today? Thank you for your service. Any others that I missed? And Bob, yep. Bob Dennis, as we remember his life, as well as Bill Hobart was sick today and could not make it. So we want to remember Bill, as well as any others that uh, are part of our congregation. Uh, gentlemen that are here today, as we have said so many times already, we're grateful for you. We are so appreciative of the liberty that we have to be here today. And we hope that's uh, just a small little way of showing our honor to you, that uh, it is moving for you. We are proud of you. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for your service, as well as those you served alongside. We're also thankful for those families. We know that many of the families that uh, were not, uh, of course, serving overseas, but they were at home as well. You also served, in many ways, our country. And so if you uh, are someone who has a, if you are a spouse that is, or uh, maybe someone in the family of someone here, would you just simply raise your hand so you could be recognized as well? Absolutely. We know that the... The service that these men here up here that are here today was also possible because of your sacrifices as well. We're thankful for that. Let's say a prayer today. Lord, we as a grateful people and a grateful nation come together, Lord, to thank those men and women, Lord, who have given of their lives, whether by their own choice of volunteering or whether being drafted, Lord, when the call was given, they answered. And so, Lord, the many ways they were going and having to go and serve and protect the freedoms of this world freedoms of our nation. God, we know that in many ways we fail, but God, we do our best to strive towards that ideal, that God not only could we love each other, love those different than us, love even those that believe in other gods, but that God, we could give space and room, that most of all, Lord, that we could be here today in this building and proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, freely and openly, because of the service that was given. And so, Lord, we thank you once again. Bless these lives that are standing here before us. Bless their families. Bless, Lord, them in all their days and in all they do. They could be fruitful and truly be peacekeepers on this earth. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue to worship, as we mentioned, uh, we do have prayer in the bulletin that we're beginning the blessing of the shoe boxes and the dedication of them. We're actually going to move those to the end of service. Uh, your pastor 
had one of those moments, he forgot that the children like to help with that. So we're children already coming down at the end of service for uh, communion, and so we're going to just wait till the end of service to do that here today. We do want to just mention that there is a time now to go to the Lord in a prayer. We're going to be doing that in several different ways. First of all, if you have a prayer request, you're always welcome to send it in at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, also want to mention to you that print in your bulletin is a list of our prayer requests, and uh, most of those are actually up to date. And so we do want to just mention a few of those as we're here today. First of all, we want to send our praises. Uh, the Flowers daughter, Larry and Patty, their daughter Mandy uh, was over in the Holy Land and uh, doing some neat work over there, talking about different peacekeeping relations and things like that. And she made it home safely, uh, and they're glad about that, and we welcome her back uh, from her journey. We know it's been a good one. We do also have uh, sympathies that uh, are listed that we want to, of course, mention here today. We do want to mention uh, the prayers for Sandy Walsh Mason, that her husband died, and we also uh, want to lift up... Uh, that Chloe Tabor is friends with the granddaughter Paige, and so Chloe, uh, I know you'll probably watch this later, but uh, uh, we want to lift up uh, her uh, and, and your family as well. We also want to lift up Joyce Galbraith's friend, uh, Tim Marr, the family of them that passed away, and so please uh, lift them up. We also want to lift up uh, our, our um, student ministries director, Keith Thurst, had a death of his uh, father this week. They're having the service, I understand, uh, this morning, and so Keith, uh, we're praying for you. We pray for peace for you. When I was just talking with him briefly, he mentioned that uh, his father was, was very key in his faith, very key in who he's become and his, his uh, faith in the Lord. And so we do lift up them here today as they mourn the passing of his father. You see our other prayer concerns that are listed there, as well as those in long-term care. So we lift up Jack, Carol, Annabelle, Charlotte, Bette, Reverend Meredith, as well as those in active military service, Jake, Nicole, Brandon, Justin, James, Bishop, Matthew, and Parker. Uh, one other thing I want to mention to you here today is that uh, I was given a good idea that I want to pass on to you here today, is that we have these prayer uh, sheets, and I want you, uh, as we pray today, instead of, uh, I know we always take these home and pray for them, but I want you to put your hands on the prayer sheet as we pray today. It's just symbolic, you know how when people come forward and they come up forward and pray at our altar. Let's, uh, let's do that as a habit of just having these prayer sheets with us as we do our prayer time and actually laying hands on this sheet as we all join together in prayer for them. I do want to mention to you uh, also that a uh, very important life in our church. We had the Reverend uh, Dr. Our District Superintendent Timothy Bias come and speak with us this past Thursday night. We do have that uploaded, and so you can find it online on our YouTube page if you go to the denominational information sessions. Uh, through that, I do just recommend you that everyone would take time to listen to that. Uh, do know that it probably is a time that you really want to give it your full attention when you do read it or do listen to it, I should say, and watch it. Um, and because I think there'll be a lot of things for you to think about uh, as you hear him talk. We do uh, want to mention that after the night, um, we're going to be sending out a letter to inform everybody. But just so you know, he did uh, meet with us afterwards and uh, after the meeting, I would, that is with me. He actually did set a date for our vote. And so we do have a date on that. It's going to be Sunday, January the 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, again, you'll be receiving that in a letter, especially our members will be receiving that. Uh, in the coming days, but do know uh, that a date has been set, and we'll put that in the bulletin going forward here today. Now, with all that being said, uh, I do want to mention to you that also we have the altar rails open. If you have any business with God, you're welcome to come and kneel, and uh, some friends of the church may come alongside you and place their hand upon you, and uh, that's their way of letting you know that you don't come to this altar alone. So now let us go to the Lord in a time of prayer. <laughs>
our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we put all our trust and faith and hope. God, you have moved in so many ways in our lives and thrown many ways in the lives of those who follow you. That God, once again, we come to you now to celebrate the great story of your love proclaimed for us. That even death on the cross did not prevent you from coming, not only being with us, but giving up your own life that we may find you. God, thank you for finding us where we were yet far from you. Bring us home to you, even when our hearts still wander. God, we do pray that in these moments that we would be filled with your spirit, the promise that has been given, and that, Lord, as we seek to do your will, you continue guiding us and we hear your voice and follow you every step of the way. Lord, as we hear today, there are many burdens in our world, many disheartened hearts. There are things that are insurmountable, or at least they feel insurmountable by our own actions and our own efforts. And so, God, we pray in our time of need. Lord, first of all, we pray for those who grieve here today. May they be surrounded by your love. May they be surrounded by loved ones. May, Lord, the peace that only you can bring be upon their hearts and live inside them. That, Lord, the memory of their loved one could go with them all the days ahead. And that, God, they would always feel connected in that way. We do, Lord, pray for those who are sick, those who have been given bad news, those who wonder how many days are left on their time ahead. We pray, Lord, that you would once again be that great healer to set our body aright and to once again prove that death does not have the final say. But Lord, you are the one who controls everything. And that God, at your simple word, those who are sick are healed. God, may this be done for your glory. We do, Lord, pray for those that come here from many other burdens. We pray, Lord, for those who are financially struggling. We pray, Lord, for those who are trying to make ends meet. We pray for the lives that come each and every single day that come into our blessing box. That, Lord, so many days the, day the pantry is empty and we have to refill it many times a day. But we know that many struggle here now. And so we pray for them. God, we do pray, Lord, for those not only that are struggling financially, those that are seeking work with their hands, may you bless them and keep them, may you show them and lead them to somewhere, Lord, they could do good work. Not only, Lord, to provide for their family, but to make this world a better place. God, we pray for those who are lonely. We pray for those who feel shut in and apart from others. We pray, Lord, for those who are, God, just feeling a sense of not belonging to others. Pray, Lord, that you would bring community to them. God, we do ask once again that you'd be the Lord of our hearts. May you ever go before us. We pray, Lord, for those churches and those people in the world, Lord, that once again go through all sorts of struggles and trials for you. As, Lord, we celebrated here today the freedoms that we have been given by those who have served. We, Lord, do lift up our brothers and sisters across the world who were not given such freedom who on this very day when they met to worship you, met in darkness. On this very day when they met to worship you, they could not speak the name of their pastor in fear of them being either killed or imprisoned. We lift up our brothers and sisters. Give them strength for these days. God, we lift up those who are recovering from all sorts of calamity, whether it be through war or through famine or through just acts of, of God to say in the world, whether through hurricane or force or nature. We pray for them. 
God, we lift up the leaders of this world to continue to strive for peace. Give each of them wisdom. Give each of them a heart, Lord, of love for others. God, we pray for our church. We pray for ourselves. Lord, may we ever be faithful to you. God, may we ever hear your voice and follow. God, we pray that special blessing. Give us unity and vision of heart for these days ahead. God, we pray for those who come here today to seek your special blessing. Be upon them and give them the desire of their hearts that may you can be proclaimed as Lord. God, we pray for the prayer requests that are ever brought before your altar. And as we lay our hands on these prayer requests on our sheet together, we pray for each of these. Finally, God, we pray that prayer that marks us as your followers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. It is now time for the offering of our gifts. Um, as you know, we do not pass the collection plate around. Uh, there are plates in the back room right there if you'd like to donate that way, or a lot of people donate online. We thank you for your donations and your gifts. Please stand for the doxology. <laughs> Today's reading is from Malachi, chapter 3, verse 7. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. 
Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? This is the reading of the Lord. Good morning, church. And welcome to those joining online. Hello to you as well. Thank you for being in worship with us here today as we start a two-week sermon series. As always, we're excited about that. And actually, this is a special series in that uh, we've actually done part one, if you will, before. It was uh, a little sermon series we called John Wesley's Greatest Hits. And we had a volume one, and now we'll be having a volume two. Uh, as I say that, I do want to mention to you that there are some uh, special things that are going to be happening about that today. And the first is that uh, it's going to be quite different in volume uh, two than volume one. And what I mean by that is in the first volume, we were really kind of focusing on, on Wesley's words and what he said and kind of going through the different, uh, his, his different ideas of what was, uh, his, what am I trying to say? Not his ideas, but his, his way of thinking and following kind of each different part of that way of thinking here today. Today, we're just going to be talking about basically one of his sermons, taking the idea and jumping off and running with it. And I don't mean that uh, to be anything that's different than um, uh, what's going on as far as, uh, are we okay back there? Okay. Okay, let's stop and pray. I didn't know if they were just going to the restroom or what. Let's stop and pray for just a second. Lord, we pray for Gary and uh, Lord that he's not feeling well in this moment. Lord, as we just prayed just a few minutes ago in our prayer time, that you are the Lord of life. And so, God, we pray for Gary right now to not only feel your healing presence that is in his life, that your Holy Spirit would go and set right whatever is wrong. Lord, as he goes and seeks, I'm sure, medical counsel, we do pray, Lord, that you would give wisdom to doctors and everybody else that would be visiting with him. And we do pray, Lord, that he would be able to return to us soon. We pray for the family as well. pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I was just saying that uh, we'll be joining in on John Wesley's uh, sermons. And the sermon here today is a little different. I chose this one specifically because uh, in the times that we live in, of course, it's kind of an interesting time to talk about stewardship. But stewardship is one of those things that comes in many different forms. And oftentimes uh, you hear stewardship and then you know a, a sermon is coming about money. I got news for you. I don't know if it's the first time you've ever had this, but we're going to have a stewardship sermon, and it ain't going to be about money. <laughs> Thought I'd get an amen there, but no, I didn't. But, but no, of course, money is part of that, and we don't want to neglect that. But I did want to focus on John Wesley's sermon here today on the means of grace. He actually calls that the means of grace. And what he meant by that, and what he meant by means of grace, is this very idea. He says this in his own words in his sermon. He says, by means of grace, I understand the outward signs, the words, or actions ordained by God and appointed for this end to be the ordinary channels where he might convey to us preventing, justifying, or sanctifying grace. So a couple things to just unpack right there. What John Wesley meant in, in his sermon, what he really talks about is uh, maybe beyond us here today, because not that what he says is wrong or anything like that. It's just he goes into a lot of effort of trying to explain exactly how the means of grace work. But what's important for us here today as Americans is really we are to not divided, but are so many things come after our attention. It divides our attention. And one of the things that we want to do here today is really talk about these means of grace 
And to once again, for all the things that we have to prioritize constantly in our life, make these priority. That in the day there is time set aside for these things, in our in a weekly life or a monthly life, that there are times set aside for these very things that John Wesley is going to say. Because again, the means of grace is this very idea, is that God has actually set in, in a way, ordinary channels for us to experience him. That there's actually ways that we experience and encounter his grace that if we neglect them, well, God's got to work in other ways, right? He's got to do more profound ways, and God can do that, but he has told us, and Jesus Christ has told us, hey, do these things, and you will experience me. And so one of the great things that we want to focus on here today on Stewardship Sunday is there's kind of three things Jesus says and talks about and does, and that John Wesley picks up and says, these three things are the means of grace. Now, he doesn't necessarily say that these are the only ways God works, right? And God can work in so many ways. For instance, oftentimes I experience God when I go out in nature. I'll go on like nature walks or something like that or run. Maybe you experience the same thing. And just being around creation just makes you go, just reflect back to God and say, God, you are huge and awesome and amazing. And I can't believe you made all this, right? And it just brings you to, and you just listen to the birds, and you listen to the call to each other, and you just experience God in those mighty ways. And while God can use all that, there's really specific ways that God said, hey, do this. And my grace will be in your life. You don't get to control God, in other words, to say that, but God actually said, like, do these things. Expect to do these things, and you can experience me. It's interesting that uh, the three that he mentions, he gives three. Now, I want to pause there because when I was going through my ordination um, days, uh, I was in North Georgia. And uh, one of the, the questions and one of the things, you know, there's always different things at different conferences and different people uh, harp on and kind of focus on. And it's funny that, you know, we have a sermon titled by John Wesley called The Means of Grace. But when I was going through uh, uh, my ordination, it was not popular to say the means of grace. You had to say a means of grace. Because they're two totally different things, right? Obviously, because the and uh, right? But what they meant by that was they were really stringent on don't just focus on a couple things. There's, there's all sorts of ways God works in it. And that's true. But at the same time, John, John Wesley gave in one of his 53 standard sermons, hey, there are the means of grace. In other words, do these three things, right? You're going to experience God. Do them and do them with the right heart and the right spirit, and you will have God's regular grace. You'll feel it working in your life. And so he focused on these three, and guess what? You're not going to be surprised by them. You've got some grand reveal of something. Oh, my gosh, I never thought about it. Not coming. Just so you know. But I bet you could guess them if I gave you a moment. The three are prayer, right? And, and I love how he words this. He doesn't just say scripture, but he says searching the scripture. Now, there's a difference, right? I mean, you can have scripture in your life. But he specifically says searching the scripture, which is kind of a different understanding of that. And then he says also what he calls the Lord's Supper. Maybe we just simply call it communion or Eucharist, different names of different things, meaning the same exact thing. And so I wanted to preach a sermon here today, kind of a stewardship sermon, if you would, on those three things. And to just kind of delve into them again, not only just remind ourselves how important they are, but maybe even give some ways that we could step into them even fresh and new into the future as a congregation together. Uh, prayer is such an amazing thing, and, and I know our church is a very faithful praying church. I know you guys take these uh, prayer requests home that we preach, or that we pray over every week is what I'm trying to say, and we pray regularly for them. I know uh, many of you have come to me and just shared with me the answered prayers. We've seen all sorts of prayers, and I'm looking at some of you knowing that some of the, you know, as we've been talking about healing today and, and God working different things in people's lives and bringing their health back together, 
I'm looking at you, and I've seen many of you, and I know what you went through. <laughs> I prayed with you, and maybe they weren't even in our bulletin, and you're a walking example of the Lord's grace here today. And I don't have to give in to you of the power of prayer, but I want to tell you a couple of stories and a couple of just testimonies about the power of prayer. Um, Kelly and I, my wife Kelly and I, that is, you didn't know I was going to tell this story, but it's a fun one. So we had wanted kids for a very long time, had a lot of heartbreak, and I've told you those stories before. What I can't remember if I ever told you before was uh, we one time went on a uh, mission trip with my, it was my last church that we served at, at Purple Door Church over in Grove City. We went on a mission trip to Mexico, and a mission trip, it was, uh, was kind of like a building thing. So we went and helped kind of refurbish and building stuff and do different things. And of course, most of it was really worshiping with and being with our brothers and sisters. And so, uh, you know, they, they were the ones that really were preaching to us in many different ways, and we saw kind of how they lived their faith and how God works through them. Well, <clears throat> so we go to a worship service, and I'm asked to preach, and let me just tell you, Mexicans can preach. And when you're an American, you go try to preach to Mexicans, like, there's a lot to live up to, because, man, they bring it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I did my best and all that stuff, and I could tell, like, at the end, it was kind of, like, not deflating, but you could tell, like, everybody's like, oh, Pastor, thanks for coming and sharing that with us, you know? And they were kind of like, isn't there more? But anyways, but we were kind of having those moments, but they were singing songs and worshiping and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, um, random lady, don't know her name, don't remember her name, never knew her name, comes up to Kelly and says, hey, do you have children? She's like, no. She says, you want to have children? She goes, yeah. She goes, I want to pray for you. And then grabs her tummy, right, in the middle of the service, right, and just grabs her tummy and starts, hey, this is true, right? This happened, right? She's shaking her head like I remembered it. And grabs her belly, right, and just starts praying and praying over Kelly and, and our family and everything else and like that. Well, that was, um, you know, Basically, a year later, Kelly was pregnant, and her prayer must have been answered doubly time because we had twins, right, as you know, right? And, of course, they were born healthy where we had gone some heartache and stuff like that before. But I've seen that power of prayer, right? And, you know, what changed from before to that? Yeah, there was a couple different medicines and things like that, but we had already been down some of that road, and, like, it was amazing to see that. And I got to look back on that moment because it was such an amazing moment to look back on and think, God was just teaching the power of prayer in that moment in our lives and how grateful I was that someone was courageous enough to say, hey, would you like prayer? And out of all the things they could have asked for, just said, you want to have children? Right? I mean, it's just got a random Spanish lady. Thank you, Mexican lady. Like, I appreciate that. But yet, nonetheless, the Lord works in mighty ways, in amazing ways. You know, as I think about also that trip, same trip, uh, how Mexicans, man, they can pray. Let me tell you, our, our United, uh, United Methodist, like Mexican brothers and sisters, they pray. And here's what I mean by that. Like, when they have a Sunday morning worship, first of all, they go on for a few hours. So be lucky when I get you out of here on time. You, you can thank your pastor. But as, as they pray, they actually gather together before service in a separate building. Like, they're not even in the, the sanctuary themselves. And they gather together. And they go, all right, we're going to pray. And then they literally liable every single aspect of the service, whether it's visitors, whether it's church members, whether it's asking for money, whether it's uh, you know, the finances needed for the church, whether it's the children's program, whether it's the, the pews or the chairs themselves, because they don't have pews in that church that we were at, but the chairs themselves, whether it's the people's hearts to be changed, whether it's people coming in for the first time, hearing the gospel for the first time, respond to it. They pray and they, and they divide up, and every single person in that room pretty much has a prayer, right? And they pray. And they pray for like an hour before service. Let me tell you, when I was ready to get up and preach, I almost preached like a Mexican just because of that prayer service, right? <laughs> because it was powerful. It was meaningful. It was so amazing. 
Well, what you may not know is um, someone approached me this week from our congregation and said, you know, Pastor, uh, what if, would I be welcome if I came in and before service prayed over the pews for each and every person that would be sitting in them? I said, yes, do that, please, right? <laughs> absolutely. Your pastor said no, no, I'm just kidding. I absolutely said, absolutely, yes. The pews that you're sitting in were prayed for. Amazing, right? You think of the love that can be shared through the power of prayer and the work of God and our spirit that can be done through the power of prayer. And so I say this, all these things, not to just say, hey, you know, make it a priority. But church, let's not just pray in our own private closet. Jesus told us to do that, but he also prayed publicly as well, right? What would it look like for our church if we prayed together and did it regularly? What could, what could God do in our presence? Not just do it on Sunday morning, but throughout the week as well. Of course, John Wesley mentioned the searching of scriptures, and by that, I love how he worded that, right? Because searching the scriptures, not just reading scripture, hearing scripture, also meditating on scripture, he goes out to say. And of course, I can tell you story after story of when I've been going through something in life, or you've been going through something in life, and someone's come and told me this story about their life where they've been going through something, and they opened up the word of God, and they read it. And even though this was written by some hand thousands of years ago, <laughs> that God had worked through that writing and spoke to them in that moment. The very words of God, the very presence of God can be yours at any second. Open up the scriptures. The whole hardly search them. Come with that searching and learning heart. Say, Lord, what would you have me? What do you want me to do? Lord, I am yours. Teach me your way. God will breathe into faith. Last, of course, is the Lord's Supper. What I find so amazing about the Lord's Supper, and I'm again, I have to shorten today's sermon because, of course, uh, we have a lot going on, but the Lord's Supper is so amazing in so many ways, but I've always, of the whole entire way of understanding it, one of the things that always gets to me is when it talks about, when Jesus says, this is my body, broken for you. And I think every single time I take communion, one of the things I think about is Jesus up on that cross, sacrificing himself for us, paying the debt of our sins. And every single time I remember the blood that's poured out for us, I think of literally his blood on that cross that was shed for you and for I. It's moving. The very act of taking communion, once again, proves to my body and my very physical form that God provides for me. It provides in that very moment the idea that Jesus' blood is on me and in me and living through me, and his power is resurrected here, now, and forevermore. John Wesley says, don't neglect it. These three things are ways to regularly experience God. And God has made them such that if you pursue them, you will not only find God, you'll be filled with his grace, constantly encountering it. Whether it's prevenient grace, which is the grace that goes before we even know God and God's calling to us, whether it's justifying grace in which we know that God has truly paid our sin and brought us back into his very presence, or whether it's sanctifying grace, where God, even after we've chosen to say yes to him and follow him and follow him as our Lord, he actually takes us and continues to make us holy and holy and more like Jesus every step of the way. These three things, church. Didn't talk about money today. God Wesley would say, 
Make sure you do receive. Let's pray. Lord, as we're here today, we're so thankful for your love. We're thankful for your presence. And God, sometimes life is hard. Sometimes life can be very simple. And so God, we like children come to you in very simple terms today. Lord, we know we need you. And Lord, just like children, we come to you and put our faith and trust in you and not our own works. Lord, as we come to this table, we once again remember that none of us are worthy. So Lord, we boldly come because you have promised us grace and mercy. Lord, as we just talked about, as Don Wesley experienced and taught us, you've ordained certain ways for us to meet with you. So God, we feast and remember the Lord's Supper. Meet with us. Be with us. May your grace be part of our lives. Church, on the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took bread, he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my new covenant poured out for you and for many the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, in these your mighty acts of Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in union with your offering for us, and we be upon these elements, that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ, and taking them, may we be the body of Christ, given for this world. Lord, by your Spirit, make us one with each other, one in ministry, and to all the world. So at last, you come and bring us home to you. We pray all this and give you glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For those that are helping with communion today, if you would come forward during this time. And as they come forward, we want to just give you the last couple of instructions. First of all, you don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to be a member of this denomination. If your desire is to meet with Jesus Christ here today, you are welcome to this table. And this table is open for you. As we do take uh, communion, just a couple other things, as you can... Take a piece of the bread and rip it off and dip it in the cup, and then you can take communion that way. We also do have the prepackaged elements, and so if you want one of those, you're welcome to uh, come and receive one of those instead. It's perfectly fine to do either. And as you do come, uh, do know that the Lord's Spirit is in this place. Did everybody up here, I just want to, I forgot, did you all get your, okay, I want to make sure before I, well, so what we'll do is we'll start uh, in the back and in the upper balcony, we come forward down through these aisles, and then uh, return by the same. As the Lord is with us, may he direct this time and guide us.
Well, as we do one final act of worship here today before we sing our way out, uh, as mentioned, we would, did move the blessing of the shoeboxes here today, and so we're going to invite now the children that are going to help bring all the shoeboxes down as we line them up and uh, say a prayer over them. So children, will you come? Come on down here, y'all. Yeah, right here. <laughs> you can line them up on this prayer area right here. Yep, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Thank y'all so much. Yep, so right, yep, anywhere up here, anywhere down there. Yep, perfect. Great job, great job. Yeah, that'd be great if you all could come down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, church, first let's give our helpers a round of applause here today. Yeah, y'all did so good. So good today. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for us as we're here today. I tried to count, but your pastor's not good at math and he kept losing track. Did, did anybody happen to get a count by any chance or anybody fast on the count? Okay, well, there's this many here today. And then online, I believe you heard about, it was about 18, is that right? Did I hear that right? 18 online purchase. 14 More than 40, okay. So yeah, so we have about, uh, we'll just say 40 for the sake of just saying, 40 for now, and then we'll give you the real number a little later, and then uh, 18, or 14 that was, that were purchased online as well. Well, this is such a great, as we saw in that video, uh, the man that gave the, the testimony of, hey, I still got my yo-yo from the box. You know, he's a grown man, <laughs> and uh, now working for the organization, doing wonderful things. We know that these gifts that were given with uh, just a great spirit will also go on and be received in such a joyful spirit that truly that uh, the children that receive these are going to be blessed in so many ways. And they're going to just have a great Christmas with it. But furthermore, they're going to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, proclaim to them once again. They're going to have that toy or that little thing or that water bottle, whatever is in here, to give them a very physical way of understanding that some person across the world loved them enough to send them a gift. A gift not only to tell them about Jesus, but a gift that's going to remind them practically every time they see it about these great, crazy Christian folks that love them. What a great thing. You okay up there? <laughs> so uh, church, as we're here today, um, kids, I'm going to have you reach, uh, turn around if you would. You reach out your hands and put your hands upon these as we bless these to go to other children across the world. And thank you again for helping here today. Let's pray as a church. God, we're so thankful for the ability, Lord, to be here today to be in your presence. And God, we want others to know how good that is. And so, Lord, we bless these boxes, each and every single box, and every, each and every single child that receives it. 
May, Lord, as they open this box, may they have just something that brings them great joy for many years to come. Not only would it bring great joy, but it would give the opportunity, Lord, for them to hear and understand your voice, to hear and feel your love proclaimed in their life in a very physical, in a very real way in front of them. May each child and boy and girl grow up to be faithful men and women in the faith, people who love you, Lord, and do good works for others around them. We pray that each and every box would be sent and have no hiccups in the sipping and receiving, and that, God, each uh, and every box not only be blessed, but be just a physical presence of your spirit. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand as we're able and uh, do our closing number. Count your blessings. saying that I wanted to count all the blessings up here, literally, didn't get to do that, but still, as we're here today, we're a thankful people, a thankful nation, a thankful people in our church.
So thank you for being in worship with us here today. Thank you again that joined us online. As we go, let's hear this benediction. May the Lord who loves to work in our life, the one who gives us life, who meets with us very regularly through the ordinances in which he said, and that you find that God as you search the scriptures, as you be in prayer, and you come to the Lord's table now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.